Hello everyone, thank you for coming back to the JNM Podcast. This is Miro. And this is Jeanette. And today we're going to be looking at the 2016 movie Warcraft. Before we get started, we wanted to talk about our Instagram that we just started. It is... <laughs> you can find us at J underscore A-N-D underscore M underscore podcast. <laughs> Because finding the right podcast name is difficult. Yes. Um, yeah, and if you guys get a chance to review, like, or do whatever your particular app lets you do to our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Any amount of uh, feedback or uh, interaction with you guys is greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, we watched uh, Warcraft. Warcraft was released on June 10th, 2016. The director for the movie is Duncan Jones. You might know him from Moon, uh, which was a really good movie from 2009. Uh, and he also directed the 2011 remake of Source Code, which I heard was not that great, but I have not actually seen myself. Wait, that was the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, or Carl and Farrell, one of them. I kind of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I kind of feel Jake would do it than Carlin. Yeah, I mean he did photo booth, and then he was like, "That's it." Yeah, (laughs) I'm doing weird movies. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was Jake Gyllenhaal actually. Uh, And the writers of the movie were Duncan Jones himself and Charles Levitt. Charles is known for writing uh, recently Seventh Son. Uh, he also wrote K-Pax, that um, Kevin Spacey movie. I don't know if you ever saw it, seen it. Oh, wait. No, I haven't. Yeah, but... it's it's really cool. It's like a movie about Kevin Spacey being an alien. Like his character, like the, the character is like, he's like, I'm an alien. Like I'm an extraterrestrial. I've come here. Like I'm just like uh-huh. a messenger. I'm just here to look around, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he's basically influencing this one guy's life. Oh. Uh, so and the, the entire time you don't know if he's crazy or if he's actually an alien. Um, Wait, is this like animated? Like when? No, it's live action. When did this came out? Nineteen ninety nine or something. I don't remember offhand. Uh, but Charles Levitt also wrote Blood Diamond. So the guy has like a really wide. Yeah, because like Blood Diamond is like a serious like dramatic, dramatic movie, movie about yeah. like the children and like mining in like Africa. Yeah, and I know that that got nominated for like a bunch of awards. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching a bootleg copy of it. Like, when <laughs> I, was young. Uh, I remember it so well. I th- wait, hold on, I need to confirm. Blood Diamond. What year do you think it came out in? Uh, I think it was like 2006 because like that was yeah. when Leonardo DiCaprio was still trying to get an Oscar. Yeah, he was doing whatever he can and yeah. playing whatever of a role he can yeah. to get it. Yeah, I remember it because like on the bootleg CD that I had of it, uh-huh. it said Blood Diamond and then in parentheses 2006, and I remember the CD, <laughs> so I will always remember what year that came out. Yeah, so let's talk about the cast of the movie. In the, I guess the lead role we have Travis uh, Travis Fimmel. Uh, he played Anduin Lothar in the movie. He's most famous for playing uh, Ragnar Lothbrok in Vikings in the History Channel show. Yeah, he kind of looks like a Viking. Yeah, he's he's like such an eccentric actor. I really like. I have kind of a man crush on him. 
Uh, and I, while, while I was like researching for this movie, I found out that he doesn't like wearing shoes. Oh, oh yeah. I, I have a friend who, when she's on set, she doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. It's like, just put on shoes. Everyone else can put on shoes. You can put on shoes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not quirky. It's like, you're just being weird. Well, there was like another person. I Wasn't it the actor from The Mist? The Mist? Didn't, yeah, the Stephen King. Didn't he also have a like a thing for not wearing shoes on set? Or I don't remember. Oh, okay. It's just really weird because like Duncan Jones had to write scenes where he has to take off his boots. Oh. And so it's like, dude, just put on shoes, man. <laughs> like we've been That's wearing funny. shoes since. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's just funny that Duncan was like, I got you, bro. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't like wearing shoes? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll just write in that you took write off your it shoes. In. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just really funny. It's like, dude, we've been wearing shoes since like 12,000 BC. You can do it. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. I believe in you, Travis Swimmel, if you're listening to this podcast. You can wear it. I doubt that he would be listening. Yeah, he's not listening. No. Uh, and then we had Paula Patton playing Grona Half Orkin. You guys might know her from Precious. Uh, she was also in Deja Vu, Two Guns, and I think most recently she was in Ghost Protocol. Yes, she was. Yeah. The Mission Impossible. I know because I watch all the Mission Impossibles, even though I hate Tom Cruise. Yeah. The Mission Impossible movies are good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also she's known for being married to um, that Rob guy. Rob Schneider? No, the um oh fuck. It's like the the guy who played who sang blurred lines. Rob Thick Robin Thick. Robin Thick, yes. Yeah, Robin Thick, yeah. And then like he got caught groping on a woman and Oh then... no, the guy that sang a song about rape got caught groping yes. women. What? Yes. And then she broke up with him, like actually divorced him, took mm. custody of the kid that wow. they had, and then he did like an album just about Paula. Like I asking, miss you. Yeah, oh asking her to come back. <laughs> Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. Um, and then in the role of Medivh, we have Ben Foster. Uh, he's famous for playing Angel in the X Men Last Stand movie. He had a ro- long running role in uh, Six Feet Under. He was in Alpha Dogs. Uh, sorry, Alpha Dog. He was in uh, Inferno. Um, and he's also in an upcoming Peter Pan movie. I know you have your opinions for about Ben Foster, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you no, talk about it. No, I just I love him because uh-huh. like he's like a very like you could tell he's like a method actor, but he doesn't go all the way like mm-hmm. Al Pacino and Jared Leto do. Yeah, but it's like it's just so funny that whenever I see him in some films. That he's, like, so serious and so dedicated to his work. Yeah. Like, I, that would be my goal, yeah. is to work with him. Yeah. But but when you said upcoming Peter Pan movie, I was like, wait, is he going to be Peter Pan? That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, I could see him being really into, into it. Because it. he was already into it for when he was playing this, like, um, warlock, right? The uh, Guardian. Guardian, yeah. He was playing Guardian of the Yeah. Like, he was so into it, even with the wig and everything. Oh, yeah. He was into it. He sold it. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, in the Peter Pan movie, he's going to be one of the Lost Boys. Okay. I, I don't know how that's going to work. 
we'll see. Maybe <laughs> this just guy work. is like over the limit of yeah. being a lost boy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Uh, and then we have Dominic Cooper playing Lane Rin. Uh, Lane Rin is the king in the. Oh, in the, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's known for Preacher. Uh, he plays the Preacher in Preacher, and I really like that show. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it someday. Uh, he played the main roles in The Devil's Double, uh, and he most importantly played Howard Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, I liked him. It's just like every time I looked at him when I was watching this movie, he kind of reminded me of that uh, comedian from the IT crowd as like the new boss. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like Larry Berry or... He's very, yeah. Like he had like that haircut. So Mm -hmm. I always got confused. I was like, wait, is that the guy from the The British show? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then we have Toby Kebble. Uh, he played Doritan and Antonidas. It, it was, the Antonidas role was very minor. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but he played Doritan. Uh, he's known for being in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. He was like the bad guy's apprentice. Uh, oh, so he wasn't Nicolas Cage's sidekick. It no. Was, okay. Yeah, Nicolas Cage's sidekick was that guy from This Is The End. Oh, the skinny like the spazzy, Canadian. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the skinny Canadian guy. Yeah. Um, he was in uh, The Planet of the Apes as Koba, I think. Like, one of the apes. Uh, and he was Kong in Kong Skull Island. I don't know how, but he was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, then we have Ben uh, Schnetzer playing Cadgar. Uh, he's known for being in Snowden, and that's about it. Oh. Everything else oh, so this that he is, was in. He's, like, recently started. Yeah, I would say this is probably, like, his... Like, aside from Snowden, this is probably his biggest role. Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, after him, we have Robert Kaczynski. He played Orgrim. Um, he's known for EastEnders. That's a really long-running show. I think it ran from, like, uh, 2009 till 2016. Wait, is it, like, a British show? Yeah, it's a British drama about, like... It's kind of like Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Uh, um, he's been in True Blood and in Pacific Rim. Uh, and we have Clancy Brown as Blackhand, which was really cool. Like, I didn't know that he actually voiced Blackhand. That was pretty nice. Oh, uh, wait, that's the the guy with the hunchback? Nope, that's the guy with the black hand. Oh, okay. Blackhand. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy with the really fucked up black hand. Yeah, uh, he's voiced Mr. Krabs. He's voiced uh, Surtur in Thor Ragnarok. Um, he was, and I think most people would know him from Sergeant Zim in Starship Troopers. Um, and that's what I think about whenever I see him is Starship Troopers. Uh, then we got Daniel Wu as Gul'dan. That's okay. the guy that's hunched okay. over with the with the stuff sticking out of him. Yeah. Uh, he has been in uh, Into the Badlands uh, and in the Tomb Raider movie, the 2018 one. Okay, because I do remember him in Tomb Raider. Because mm-hmm. like it was so weird that in the story they had the la- the lady Lord Craft um, like kind of like making like sexy eyes with him. Yeah. Like kind of there was like this feeling that oh like they were gonna be like an item. But then yeah. it never happened. And I was like, dude, like, like he's helping you. Yeah. 
And then you don't... It just, like, goes right through you. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, we have... Uh, I mean, this this is just a tiny amount of the characters in the movie. Uh, lastly, we have Ruth Nega. She played Lady Taria, uh, who is uh, Lane Rin's wife in the movie. And funny enough, she plays in Preacher with Dominic Cooper. So they, they kind of played the two things together. Uh, she's known for being in that movie Loving, about the couple. Oh, about the uh, Supreme Court case? Yeah. Uh, and she's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's one of the Inhumans there. Um, and she also plays in Misfits, which is a British show that you and I are going to watch and then we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's kind of talk about the story of the movie so that uh, we can... Put these characters into context uh so the movie actually starts uh with what i kind of in my head compared to the cinematic teasers that they release for world of warcraft expansions and it starts off with like a human kind of getting up and like putting his shield on and like taking a sword out and then you realize he's about to fight an orc uh and as soon as you kind of like see the orc you're like okay this guy's gonna die yeah. So they run at each other, and the orc just one-shots him. Well, yeah, because he's, like, ten times yeah. as big as he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defeat this orc. Fuck that. Yeah. You're going to be dead after one, one hit. hit. Yeah. Um, after that, we switch to um, our main character from the Horde side. So in the movie, there's the Horde and the Alliance. Uh, that's kind of the faction war in that universe, is uh -huh. Horde versus Alliance. Uh, we switch to Duratan, the leader of the Frost Wolf Clan uh, of the of the orcs, and, and his wife uh, Draka, played by Anna Galvin. Uh, basically, they're still in their home planet of Draenor. They're in their tent, and they're like, "Hey," uh, they're just talking about how their planet is broken apart, and you know it's all messed up. Uh, so they're like. Yeah, this fell magic is pretty bad. The thing that Gul'dan's like giving us, pretty bad, destroying the planet. So let's go to another planet and well, yeah, because take that like, over. He basically needs life in order to create life or like create uh, magic or something. Yeah, fell magic basically like sucks the life out of everything around it. Oh. So like you drain someone's soul to gain power or you know. Yeah, uh, it's that sort of it's that type of like corrupted magic that okay. just corrupts everything in its path. Uh, the movie is very like high fantasy, right? Like it's very Lord of the Rings motivated. It, the World of Warcraft universe is like fantasy on top of every type of mythology you can think of. Oh, so even like Native American mythology. Everything, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, for the Native Americans, they have the Tauran race, uh, and they have, like, you know, totems and all this cool stuff. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so they use everything. We find out that, basically, Gul'dan is using souls, uh, of Drain uh, souls of the other races on Draenor, which we don't cover in the movie, but, uh, of course, in the game, they're, like, a big deal, the Draenei. Mm -hmm. um, they use those souls to power a gateway to come into the human world. 
but he only has enough souls to get so many people through. Yeah. So they basically take an initial army through uh, so they can capture more humans and open up a bigger portal so the orc army can come through. So yeah, once the small army comes through, they basically start pillaging, start kill. Well, they don't kill because they just capture every human and then they take him back and imprison them until they can be harvested for the portal. So as they're doing this, like the human race starts finding like hey like there's something going on we're getting news of like this mysterious race of things attacking us and then a young mage named Cadgar happens to be around and he sees one of the corpses and kind of touches it and sees that fell magic is what killed it uh and he's like okay this is a really big deal that fell magic is on is on this planet because it's never been on it well it has been on the planet before but it's like been cleaned so it's a big deal that it's back um and he says hey like this is above all of our understanding we need to go to the guardian of our planet azeroth uh who's namely Mar- uh, guardian medivh mm-hmm. so after they go and see the guardian medivh uh they talk to him and they're like hey we have fell here and the guardian's like oh well you gotta show me uh so on their way back to go find like an instance of fell on azeroth they run into like a group of orcs uh and they actually capture one of them uh they capture two of them one of them is garona half orkin and the other one is just a random hunter yeah or orc the hunter orc dies and then they're like okay now this garona half orkin is the only yeah because like the other orc was like telling garona garona like not to speak their language yeah, yeah because it was like a big thing mm-hmm. even though like she is like half human half like orc she's actually half Janai, half orc oh okay yeah which we don't see the Janai race in this movie that's why they made her look half human oh okay yeah also it's sexier yeah for, the, <laughs> for that crowd yeah so they capture and she of course speaks english she's our bridge between the two clan like between the two sides uh, and she basically says, yeah, uh, Gul'dan is poisoned, poisoned the last planet. He plans to destroy this planet and then keep taking the horde from one planet to another and just grow the army and get more powerful. And that's that's his plan. And that he's basically doomed the orc race already. But Well, yeah, because you know. it's like there's only like so many planets I could capture and like yeah. take over that mm-hmm. once you do your last like planet you're basically causing yeah. the extinction and you know we uh, this is more of like the game lore uh, we find out that he's actually the pawn of that guy that we see at the end like the big demon guy that Maniv turns into oh okay uh, he's actually that guy's pawn's pawn you know like <laughs> That Sargeras, that big demon at the end, yeah. has a pawn named Kill Jaden. Okay. And then Gul'dan is the pawn of that other pawn. <laughs> you know? So that's why he's doing it. He there there there's a reason why they want to go from planet to planet and destroy them. Okay. Basically the Duratan comes and he's like, Hey, what Gul'dan is doing is pretty shitty. So let's team up. That's what he's saying to the king and uh Anduin and Lane are talking to him and he's like yeah Gul'dan's not you know it's like not one of us like he's he's adopted <laughs> you know uh, so they're like what do you want Duritan? Duritan's like I just want somewhere to live 
Like, yeah, I like, just want somewhere he, for my clan to live. Yeah, like, it was more of, like, he was so focused on his, like, people because he is, like, a leader of what appears to be, like, a smaller tribe within yeah. the tribe. Mm-hmm. Because, like, his people were green, but the other people were brown. Yeah, so the Frostwolf clan, Doritan's clan, is the only clan that didn't take the fell magic. Oh, okay, that's why they have a different color. Yeah, the okay. other clans drank the demon of this... Uh, drank the blood of this one demon uh, that turned them green and made them physically stronger than the brown ones. Uh, the orcs are originally brown. Okay. Yeah. They just had a phenotype change to green. Yeah. Because of the- because they drank the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, back to Duratan. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that he's like very devoted to his people and wants to make their lives better by yeah. like taking them to a safer place or taking them to a different planet. Yeah. And that's one of the things uh, I feel like as a World of Warcraft fan you would really enjoy about the movie is where it really sticks to um, the roots of the game or the roots of the lore. It's like yeah like the uh, orcs in like the original orcs are very much about honor about just like you know we don't they they don't do corruption they don't do yeah shitty it's like things. honor loyalty yeah uh, teamwork yeah they're not about peace because there are like they're all about war they're like war and fighting solves all of our problems uh but they're honorable warriors you know uh, so yeah, they basically try to team up, the humans and Dorotar, uh, Doritan try to team up, uh, but as they're having this meeting, uh, they get ambushed by Gul'dan's forces, and uh, actually Anduin Lothar's son gets killed uh, by Blackhand. Yeah, because he's on the other side of the shield that yeah. the Guardian has created yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, the Guardian and- tries to save them. And the sun gets stuck on the other side. I know. That was yeah. so sad. It was really sad, yeah. And so you basically watched his son, like, yeah. literally get killed. And he told his son, he was like, no, it's okay. Like, you know, it was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You're you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, after that, it becomes really personal for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> for like, it's Lothar. like, dude, you killed my son. Now it's, like, revenge. Yeah, and after this, like, whole conflict that, like, is about to break out, because after that, it's like, okay, we're going to war with these people. Like, the humans are like, okay, that's it. There's no talking to them. We're just going to go to war. Uh, Khadgar decides to go back to where he studied magic, um, which is the city of Dalaran. Um, And in there, we see that other guy, Antonidas, that I mentioned, uh, really short cameo. Okay. and we get an even shorter cameo from Glenn Close. God, Glenn Close coming in with like those like cameos. Yeah. Because she was also in Hook. Yeah. As one of like the, the people. pirates. Yeah, yeah. One of the pirates. She's the guy. She's the pirate that gets in the box. Yeah. Not the boo box or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she basically tells Cadgar like. Yeah, the current guardian Medivh, he's all messed up. You're gonna be the next guardian, so oh. go do that. You so know? like, okay, so I kind of wanted to know, like, how did the, you know, Ben Foster's guardian? How did he um, get corrupted by the, like, how did that happen? In the movie, yeah, they say that he basically got in contact with Fell at some point. And that infected him, and after, like, 
a long amount of time it just took roots in him and it like made him susceptible to susceptible to being uh possessed by um Sargeras. yeah um but in the like in the actual lore in the canon lore uh his mom had sex with Sargeras, and he's the product of that so he's like half demonic already he yeah he was born with that susceptibility in him to be possessed because his dad was a demon okay yeah yeah at at that point that's where we find out that he's possessed by the titan sargeras um who's the leader of the burning legion this is like a whole thing in the (laughs) yeah i could talk about wow forever and so can every other wow fan so we basically we're like okay the guardians left us uh cadgar and uh anduin are gonna deal with that and the rest of the humans are basically like, okay, we gotta go deal with the uh, orcish invasion. Uh, this is where we find out that the elves and the dwarves are not really into the conflict yet. They're like, yeah, this is pretty bad, but we're gonna let you deal with it. And then we'll we'll give you guns and we'll give you some magic. Yeah, but... because yeah, because I only saw like the dwarves in the very beginning, like what. The uh, main character, yeah, with, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, learning about a new invention or something. Yeah, they learn about guns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the dwarves give them guns, and that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we then find out that uh, Gul'dan actually uh, captured all of the frost wolves uh, and basically like killed the ones that didn't follow him, and whoever did follow him made them uh, get some of the fell magic. Uh, Draka is actually saved from either fate by Orgrim, who tells her to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, she runs away, but uh, they catch up to her. She's able to uh, basically put her son in like a basket and put her in a river. Basically, like pulls like a Moses. Yeah, type of... and that character is Moses in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, like okay. he's like so he is going to part like the certain sea. He does. Okay. Yeah, uh, he does a bunch of. He's like a hybrid between jesus and moses wow like he uh after so he's a carpenter too uh kind of i don't remember if he's a carpenter in the okay so close because he does uh, he is like raised as a slave oh okay yeah he's that's raised not, as like a slave that's not great uh wait to the humans to or? the humans yeah oh, okay yeah yeah because uh, humans find him at the end of the yeah, movie. I yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't know, like, with the hand. Like, I don't know if, like, yeah, if you flip over, it's, like, googly eyes or something. Because <laughs> in the canon, the orcs that get left over, yeah, they all get put in, like, what, what, what they call slave pens. Okay. Where they build them houses and they're like, all the orcs are going to live here and mine stuff for us. Oh. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So Duritan is, like, the only way for me to stand a chance at this point is to challenge uh, Gul'dan to a duel, which for the orcs is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, anyone can challenge anyone to a duel. You can go challenge the highest chieftain to a duel, and if you beat them, uh, which is always a fight to the death, if you beat them, uh, you become the new chieftain. Uh, so they do that, and uh, the fight is kind of even, and then Gul'dan cheats by sucking Durotan's life force out of him. Yeah. Using Drain Soul. Uh, and uh, and uh, Duritan dies, but his death is basically like 
kind of puts all the orcs off. Like, yeah. the orcs are like, he didn't die an honorable death. Like, Gul'dan... Yeah, it was like he just cheated. Yeah, they're like, you can't that's really not, cheat. Yeah, that's yeah. not how it goes. Yeah, they're like, you can't really cheat. So, we start seeing, like, his followers, Gul'dan's followers are like, eh, this guy's kind of an asshole now. So, there's kind of like a... Ooh, will they keep following him or not? They do because he's the strongest one there. Yeah, because like he, I think like he sucked like a bunch of people's lives. Yeah, a few people were like, "No, we're not following you yeah. anymore," and he like just kills them in- instantly. So then everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like yeah. we, we have no choice. Yeah. Uh, after some time, the human army arrives, and this is during the time where uh, the possessed Medivh is going to start an incantation that will use the human souls to open the portal to let the orc army through (laughs) they start doing that and as soon as they start anduin and khadgar start fighting mediv to distract him and to not let him do the incantation yeah um of course they're successful um you know they do some cool magic stuff some like jumping around or whatever they distract mediv uh and the portal closes so the orcs can't come through during Medivh's last minutes of life, because, like, something heavy falls on him and he's about to die, uh, he starts, like, a reverse incantation where it opens up the portal, but to the human uh, capital. Yeah, Yeah. to the human capital of Stormwind. I believe it's Stormwind. I just remember there was a castle, and then it was, like, helping the humans go home Mm -hmm. safely. Yeah. So he opens that, and the... Uh, in um, the captured humans start running through it, and uh, King Lane is like, "We stay behind until we save as many of our people as we can." Uh, but of course, they start being overrun by the orcs, and they know they're gonna die there. Like King Lane knows he's gonna die there. Uh, so once the portal closes, King Lane is like, "Okay, everyone that's here is gonna die." Uh, and then he turns to Garona Half Orkin and says, "Hey, can you?" Like, just kill me. That's fine. Yeah, because he said, he, he stated that, oh, if she kills him, mm-hmm. then, like... Um, she'll get honor. She'll, yeah, yeah, from the orcs. Yeah, the orcs will honor her because she killed a king. Yeah. Uh, so she does that. Uh, she kills him. Uh, and gains her honor back with the orcs. Like, the orcs are like, wow, you're great. Before yeah, because I, re- yeah, I remember before yeah. she was like kind of their slave or yeah. like their prisoner. Yeah, basically. before that, she was being used as like a conduit to like channel souls or something like that. Oh, okay. You know, she was being used for magic. I see. And then, also in the canon in the books, she gets actually possessed by uh, Medivh to do it. Okay. And it doesn't happen in like a battlefield. She's living in the castle with the king. She walks up to him and just stabs him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Anduin flies with a griffin, which they should have done from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> flies in uh, to grab the body of the king, uh, and everyone is like, you know, getting messed up, and he sees Blackhand, and he's like, you killed my son, we're gonna have a duel right now. Uh, and he one-shots Blackhand, um, kills him. And then, uh, as a result of that, he gets the orcs' uh, honor. So they're like, "Yeah, you killed our chieftain. Uh, you can, you can. We're still enemies, but you can go. Like, yeah, honor. Like, thank you." Yeah, because I remember that they <laughs> yeah. put their like hands over 
like they did like the yeah they fist put their over... fist over their heart yeah. like you have our honor but like leave <laughs> yeah we're still enemies but like you're cool but not really but leave um so yeah the orcs let him go and uh Gul'dan is like no what are you guys doing why are you letting him go just kill him yeah and Garona actually convinces him like hey you did this earlier and people started turning on you I wouldn't do it again yeah you know if you want to stay the leader like let them have their traditions yeah which he does yeah yeah and then like in the end um they have like a funeral for the king and then I guess like this causes like Anduin to like be like oh now it's war right yeah yeah okay Mm-hmm. That's how I got it from, like yeah. how I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It it was basically like setting up a like a po- like a sequel. Yeah. And then like hopefully the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, there is enough material for like thirty movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's um, enough to like create like an entire like um, series, like almost like a universe, like yeah. the MCU. Yeah. For sure. Because every little thing has its lore, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the tiniest, like, a random passerby in the street has lore. Um, so, they could do a lot of things. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how the movie ends. Uh, the humans are like, we're going to fight the orcs. And the orcs are like, we're going to fight the humans and bring more orcs. We'll find a way. Yeah. The storyline is very basic. It's all of the World of Warcraft storylines are very basic. But they're really flavorful. Yeah. Like, it's always usually, like, a revenge or, like, protect, revenge, avenge. Yeah. You know, but... Like, when you told me that you wanted to do Warcraft for <laughs> this podcast. Yeah. For, like, a, another podcast episode. I was like, oh, my God. I had to, like, sit here for, like, two hours watching this film. Like, I felt like... Like just thinking about it like when you know before i watched it i was like oh my god like i'm gonna like be like struggling to get by yeah but then when i watched it it wasn't that bad i was like okay like coming from a a, an area where it's like i never knew what the fuck the stories were in war of world craft yeah but like coming from that i kind of get what was happening in fact I would say that this was more entertaining than mm-hmm. Lord of the, of the Rings. Oh, wow. And Star Wars. Star Wars, I get. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, it's, it's interesting to hear that because, like, for me, I've uh, kind of played the game since Warcraft 3. Uh, and I read all about it. I, you know, I play the game. So, for me, watching this movie, every scene had like 10 easter eggs for me right <laughs> i remember yeah. like when um the guardian passed on to the like apprentice yeah. basically you're like oh my god he he's gonna be the next guardian yeah. and i'm like what yeah yeah <laughs> it's like no you don't understand you don't understand <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that where like you see little things and you're like oh my god that's so cool like they do this spell called polymorph where they like turn the soldier into a sheep oh yeah and the guy is like oh he'll be like that for about like (laughs) five minutes or something and that's how long the spell lasts in the game you know it's cool stuff like that um that they have that's really cool i want to talk about this movie because like i really like the franchise and it's like all i'm doing right now uh so i wanted to talk about the movie um 
And you know, it kind of sucks, but the movie did really bad in the US. I mean, I would get it because, like, like the movie, like, it's almost like you kind of have to understand, like, f- for, like, the little bits. Yeah. I think, like, overall, like, you could probably enjoy it and not have any idea what WoW is. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think if you want to know the Easter eggs, yeah, yeah. you may have a hard time understanding. Yeah. If you don't watch it, if you don't know the, like history and if you don't play the games it's almost like watching any other fantasy movie yeah you know you're like oh wizards and knights and why are there why is their armor so huge you know (laughs) (laughs) why do they have humongous shoulder armor um but if you're a fan and you watch it you either love the millions of little things in it or you hate a lot of it because you're like oh this is trash that doesn't represent the game blah 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 Uh, be like hashtag like duncan jones cancel so yeah yeah uh but you know what it did really great in china which china has a lot of well, yeah players. like i yeah. mean like the live play you know those competitions that you watch yeah has a lot of like chinese chinese people, yeah. like players like esport players oh, yeah so i'm like yeah it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh and i think this kind of worked for them where they took a lot of liberties with the story it made it a lot more entry friendly you know what i mean like it's a nice entry into the franchise without uh overwhelming you with all the yeah little things. i mean like yeah i could understand like because the game's been going on since like the 90s right uh yeah i think warcraft came out like a long time ago not, i don't know if it was the 90s but it was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I, it's like, and also knowing that it has like so many like, it's almost like Resident Evil where it has so many like sequels and like side stories and plays yeah. and. Oh wow! Uh, it actually the first Warcraft movie. Uh, sorry, the first Warcraft game came out in November twenty third of nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty old. It's pretty old. Which I mean, it would explain the mug I have that says twenty fifth anniversary <laughs> of. Uh, yeah, when they were yeah. handing it out to you for the BlizzCon. Yeah. That would explain the 25-year anniversary mug. Here, just hold it. Just hold it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And actually, funny enough, Duncan Joe's dedicated the movie to David Bowie. Well, it's, yeah, it's his yeah, dad. Yeah, his dad. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that Duncan Jones is his dad? No. No, well, Duncan I mean, Joe's is his son. Yeah. son. No, I didn't know that. That was interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, because like when I uh, saw Moon, I like looked up Duncan Jones, mm-hmm. and I was like, he looks familiar. And then when I um, like looked deeper into Wikipedia, it was like, oh, it's his, it's David Bowie's son. Oh, that and I was sense. like, okay, like deep down, I was like, okay, nepotism, like <laughs> you know, because it's like he, you know, he, yeah, he didn't have to like struggle. Yeah, but deep down, like I'm like, okay, like. He's coming from, like, a family that's, like, more mus- musician and then, like, Artsy, modeling. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, it's not fully yeah. film and television. And he does a good job. It's not like... No, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, you know, backing him about it. Yeah. Like, I really think that he did a good job. Like, I don't know if, if he's, like, a Warcraft fan. He could be. I mean, like... Everyone's a Warcraft I mean, like, fan. given the fact that he was very into detail and have yeah. so many easter eggs like i'm assuming that he 
had like a good amount of information about what Warcraft is. Yeah, yeah. Um, if not that, he probably had really good sources that he could go to. Yeah, probably sure. like Harvey can't Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the movie actually had been in development for about 10 years, uh, and at one point, uh, Sam Raimi was gonna direct it, um... I mean, like, I could kind of feel for it, because, like, Sam Raimi did a really good job for Spider-Man, like, to transition from, like, the comic book to film, you know, but still having, like, the comic book vibe before, you know, MCU decided to just kind of, like swipe that away and to just have it be like a film rather than a comic book film for sure and the movie actually released a year late uh than originally planned they were gonna release it in 2015 but this other movie called the force awakens came out (laughs) that same month that they were gonna release it so they're like oh the one with like uh that guy's like floating head like walking around (laughs) and like this black mask Uh (laughs) uh-huh Yeah, so it got delayed because of that, which I mean the character I mean at this point we were like, oh, Warcraft movie is never going to come out. Oh no, like oh, cuz it's like I could kind of understand like that they had to like push the date yeah. out because it's like probably like war like wow fans are probably also star wars fans so it's like they can't like watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Two movies at the same time, so mm-hmm. um so I could kind of get that. So, uh, let's go to the characters. Yeah, uh, let's start with, uh, the quote-unquote main character, Anduin Lothar. What did you think? I think he did a really good job. Like, I didn't know that this actor, um, has done previous works. I thought he was kind of like a newbie. Or kind of one of those people that, like, has been in acting for, like, ten years, and this is his, like, big break type of thing. Yeah. Um... I think he did a really good job. I did not know that he had this foot thing. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, that whole thing of him being barefoot, it kind of... I was like, wow, that's that's a good way yeah. to get away from the enemy. Yeah. Because, like, he, he needs to be quiet because the that big, like, clay monster was sensitive to hear... Yeah, yeah, to sound, yeah. To sound. So... He had to take his shoes off. Yeah. And then he didn't have time to get his shoes, so he just jumps off the fucking, like, castle. Yeah. And lands on his Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, I think he did a really good job playing that character. I wish he took it a little bit more serious. He was very, like, jokey and, like, oh, I don't take any of this seriously. Like, he was kind of that, like character where nothing bad happens to him he just even though he loses his son or whatever i mean i didn't get that from him i but then i really liked the scene when he was with his son and then like they're you know basically like split between um the guardian's shield that yeah like that was kind of like a really good moment like yeah it's like yeah his son died but he knows that he died for like a good reason. A good reason, yeah. Um, so I felt that that was, like, a really good moment, um, between, like, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for that character, for me. Yeah, yeah he, uh, you know, uh, of course in the lore he's a lot more in-depth and all that stuff. 
Uh, but as far as the movie goes, he did his job really well. Like, I didn't feel overwhelmed by his character. Like, he wasn't in it too much. He wasn't in it too little or anything. Um, there was just enough of him where I was like, oh, that's, like, a character that I can um, kind of relate with and be like, oh, okay, like, he's, like, I can see the world through his eyes easily, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was he was pretty good. Um well, let's talk about a little. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Garona half orking. Um, I thought that in the sh- in this movie they actually did pretty well with her. Um, her character, you can obviously see like the pain she has whenever she has to kill the king. Uh, she doesn't really want to turn on the orcs at first, but then she's like, "Well, they've been treating me like crap." And these guys are being really nice to me and not, like, treating me like I'm a thing. Yeah. Um, so she kind of switches her allegiances around. Um, but uh, I, th- I think she was re- she had really good reason to do it. So I wasn't like, oh, wow, look at her drop the orcs. Um, no, it's because they treated her like shit. So she's like, oh, I'll go to these guys. They're treating me well. Yeah, I think for me, like, every time I looked at Paula Patton... Like, I kind of just... I think it was, like, the makeup, given the fact that her um, skin color was green, mm-hmm. that every time I looked at her, she looked like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Because it's, like... I, I, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then I kind of, like, had this thing. It's like, oh, is it because that they didn't want people to get confused with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Gamora, that they decide to add, like, these, like, little, like, baby teeth, like, <laughs> for her... baby orc teeth. Yeah. <laughs> baby orc teeth. Because I was... Because that's how I felt. Like, I was like, oh, they didn't want to get, like, sued by Disney for ha- <laughs> copying Gamora. Yeah. So let's just, like, give her baby teeth and, like, bed hair and then... Mm call a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that her look was kind of very similar to what she is in the uh in the game uh-huh uh there were some differences like um in the in the comics she's a lot sexier like she's drawn a lot sexier and human oh like like similar to superhero uh females yeah. that are drawn okay. yeah uh, and in the game, she's, like, a little bit more orcish, where she has bigger teeth, and she's muscly, um, and she's a little bit bigger than humans, so you can tell, like, oh, okay, she's a hybrid between the two. I mean, I would say that um, Paula did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Like, and you could kind of tell, like, you know, what the character's struggle is. It's, like, it, it is an part orc. But then also, like, she's kind of in this, like, weird battle. Because, like, it's almost like she's uh, mixed race and the orcs don't accept mixed race orcs. And it almost reflects with, like, you know, mixed racism, like, in American history where you Mm -hmm. have um, a lot of people who are mixed race having a difficult time with their identity. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. especially during, like, the 1950s when... Uh, the loving case you know was passed Mm -hmm. and then like interracial relationships can actually be like officially marriage marriage yeah they're they're legal yeah Yeah. so i could kind of understand how uh 
Garona um, feels that mm-hmm. she's kind of like in this weird like limbo where she is part orc, but then she's not fully part, fully orc, mm-hmm. and then she's being treated differently, and then she goes to the humans and they're treating her with respect and everything, and even like hiring her almost as like a translator. Yeah, and then. And then she's like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be treated with respect. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And there's also that little bit of, like, uh, attraction between her and Anduin. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah, like, strongly hinted that. at. Yeah. So then it was almost like, wait, are they going to bone together? <laughs> yeah. Are they going to have, like, little double, <laughs> double minority orcs? <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty funny. It's like, what would the outcome of that be? I don't know. Probably like, like skinny white boys with like orc teeth. Yeah, it's just a teeth. human with orc teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then when you when they hit you, it's like super, super. massive strength. Yeah, they and... have really strong like <laughs> arms. Just the arms. Their like legs are weak, <laughs> but they have really like strong they arms. topple over because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I want that. I want that now. Yeah. But overall, I think that it was a really great character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was she was really good in the movie. Yeah. She was because in the uh, in the book slash uh, uh, games, she's kind of like a tool almost. She's not really a character. They just need the king to die, so there's conflict, so they use her as a tool. Uh, but in this one, you're like, oh no, she's gonna go and do something after this like you can tell mm-hmm. um but in the book it's like yeah she does the she she betrays the king and that's it uh she flees back to the orc lands and we hear from her again but not anytime soon okay yeah uh let's move on to medivh yeah medivh ben foster's character yeah yes uh so he played the guardian um and basically that role uh the planet called azeroth which is where the humans live it has uh, a guardian who is a mage uh, and basically watches over the planet and protects it uh, from outside and inside forces. Um, that was his job, and before him, I believe it was his mom's job. Is is he kind of like Merlin from like the medieval it's, times? It's very similar to that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very, very similar to that. Um I mean, I would say, like, Ben Foster did a really great job. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel, like, this is a joke, but, like, I kind of feel that he would be willing to, like, try to grow his hair before he shoots the film. The film, yeah. Because he's such a, like, he's, like, that type of method actor that's, like, willing to take his time. Yeah. But then I know that, like, he kind of has a hair problem right now, so, like, (laughs) they give him, like, a wig uh but it's just like it's just funny to see him because it's like i know he's like trying to be serious but it's like i can't stop like laughing Mm -hmm. because i know he's like such a serious actor and he's very method into it um i just like i think it's probably because like the film that i uh, watched that he was it was like a comedy film called birds of america or something like that Mm -hmm. it was some like very indie film very um not a lot of people watched it i think matthew perry was like the lead oh 
But yeah, he was like so funny in that. But it's like you could tell he was very dedicated to the role. Mm-hmm. And like he didn't make it felt like he didn't he didn't want to make the character funny. Yeah, he definitely didn't think, "Oh, I'm playing this ridiculous like guardian yeah. medieval character." Like no, he was like, "No, I am the guardian of this place and like yeah. I'm I'm feeling this way and that way. I know I'm possessed, but I don't want to admit it." Like all this cool stuff. Um, which was really nice. But it's like I I really liked how he got into the character and then was able to like like it kind of felt that that character was well developed mm-hmm. and then also well performed mm-hmm. um, because you could kind of tell like oh okay like you know this is a type of person that you experience in Warcraft yeah mm-hmm. and um, yeah and then I really felt that like even though that he was um, taken over by evil like the evil magic Mm -hmm. that he still managed to try to save his people yeah like right before he dies yeah and then even like when he lost his energy and knew he was about to die in a few seconds that he was like I'm really sorry and then like cries about it yeah and it's like okay so you could tell that he tried his yeah. best even though he was like taken over by this evil magic yeah because originally he didn't want any of it he wanted to be the guardian like he wanted to protect but like it was that was kind of his destiny like that was gonna happen to him no matter what he wanted um because of his mom and you know all that stuff that i talked about earlier yeah uh so as far as Medivh goes i think great character sold it i'm in it <laughs> Um, now let's talk about a character I didn't like as much uh, namely Lane Rin uh, who plays the king uh, who is the king of uh, of, uh, the humans in this movie Uh, I think the actor tried to play him like he's not in a fantasy movie oh like he was in a drama movie? Yeah, like he was in an actual like medieval drama movie. That's the kind of feeling I got. Because with this movie, you gotta be a little bit ridiculous. You know? Like you gotta be a little bit like medieval. You gotta be a little bit like Anduin or Cadgar, where you're a little bit like self-aware of like, dude, we gotta go kill the orcs with magic. <laughs> Instead, he's like, but they have too many troops. Yeah, are outnumbered. He, I think like the voice kind of took me off guard. And... It just like kind of felt weird that's like he had like this like voice and I'm like why are you doing that voice just like talk normal yeah. like everyone else's yeah and he, he's like no I'm I'm in a drama film yeah yeah <laughs> and then I think that's also what made me confuse him with the character from the IT crowd okay because he also talks like that the character where he's like trying to be like you know, yeah. he's like father. Father, uh, he, like he should have upplayed it more. You know, like yeah. he should have exaggerated a little bit more. Uh, I mean, I think I know that this guy is like a little old for it, but Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Because he also did. He like, would have done. He played a king. Yeah. In the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, and he play well. He plays Zeus in Clash of the Titans. Zeus, yeah, yeah, yeah. the king of kings. But <laughs> uh, I think uh, actually Liam Neeson would have been a great 
um, there's this other character in the Warcraft thing uh, who is the father of one of the main villains. Um, oh, okay. Uh, for those that know, I'm talking about uh, Arthas Menethil's dad. Uh, Liam Neeson would be a great character for that. That character is supposed to be old, um, and he dies immediately. <laughs> so maybe Sean... Uh, what, what's that guy's name? Sean Bean? Sean Bean? The guy that dies in every movie? Oh. And he's in Lord of the Rings. Oh, um... Yeah, I know what you're... The Game ta- of Thrones guy. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. It's the guy that always dies that is, in like yeah. every role he's in. Yeah, he's died in my memory because I don't remember his name. Uh, he but would also know, be a good but character. But you know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my opinion on uh, Lane Wren. Do you have any? Yeah, I feel that like his voice um, took me out of the film a mm-hmm. bit. I feel like if he just like talked normal... Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's, like, British or... Is he British? I don't think so. Oh, well, if he's British, and that's how he, you know, like, his, like, original voice sounds like, I think he should just, you know, keep to his regular voice. Yeah. And I also... Yeah, he's English, actually, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand, like, why he couldn't, like, talk normal. Like, I don't... Mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, Duncan Jones was trying to be like, okay, can you do a little bit less of that? And then he wouldn't listen. Yeah. And then Duncan was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Let's just, like, move on. For sure. Um, what I did like about him, though, I just remembered, is the armor. Like, in World of Warcraft, the armor is really important, how it looks and stuff. And in the movie, for the most part, all of it looked great. Except For me, it looked great, except for the helmet. I thought it was a bit yeah, the weird. helmet was a bit much, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, what are you trying to be? Yeah, <laughs> it, it looked really great, but there were scenes where, like, someone would bump into another person, and you would see the armor bend, because it's made out of, like, foam or plastic. Yeah. So you that would t- kind of take you out of it, especially when they were fighting with swords. Like, there's this one scene where a guy, like, tries to stick a sword in the ground, and it, it bends. Uh, oh, I and did you're, not see And it kind of takes you out of it, you know? It's like, ugh. A little hurt but um other than that it was it was fine like i really like their armor and stuff uh now let's talk about cadgar who i want to say they were trying to set up as like the main protagonist for the sequels um he uh by the end of the movie he's like okay now i'm the guardian i'm guarding cadgar um but he starts up as like a guy that got kicked out of the magic school in Dalaran. Yeah. Uh, who's no, no longer welcome there. They never tell us why, but he's not welcome there anymore. Um, he goes back anyway. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, like, he's, like, he's kind of, like, an annoying person, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Because, like, like, Medivh tells him, do not touch anything. And what does he do? He fucking touches, touches everything. everything. Yeah. And then he takes a book, and it's like, dude... He said not to touch anything or not take anything. Yeah, but that your... book was the most important thing. And you didn't see it, but, like, Glenn Close's character was that shadow in the library that went into the book. And that's the book that he took that told him what was going to happen and what he should do. Oh, I thought that that was Ben Foster trying to trick him. And then Ben Foster just, like, bitch slapped him. He's like, no. No, no, no. No? Yeah. Glenn Close wanted... the Glenn Close's character wanted him to find that book. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he did his job. He was like the guy on the human side that had magic. Aside from the Guardian, the Guardian uses magic maybe a couple times to like teleport and do that force field wall. Uh, Cadgar is the other one that's like, okay, I'm actually gonna like be in the field with you guys and like do um, like shielding spells or teleport spells or whatever. And of course, at the end, he's the one that uh, drops that clay golem onto uh, onto Medivh, uh, killing him. Uh, so yeah, as the wizard, he did his job well. Uh, the actor uh, could be a little annoying at times. He was a little bit too antsy. Uh, the Cadgar in the game isn't really like that. But yeah. the Cadgar in the game is also much, much, much older than this version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt that... Maybe like 100 years older. Yeah, I yeah. kind of felt that he, he kind of seemed annoying. Like, I mean, like, again, like, this is, like, probably, like, his, like... Um, first like big role so I'm like okay like it kind of makes sense like he's just starting to like gain ground in his acting career so I'm like I'm not mad about it I just feel that like he could do better a little bit but overall I think like it was like an okay character I didn't I didn't like have like a favorite when it came to him um yeah that's yeah. my opinion yeah uh, let's move on to Duratan, uh, the Frostwolf chieftain. Um, they, my my experience with Duratan is from playing the game uh, and the expansion Warlords of Draenor. In that, I really liked them. I was like, "Ooh, the Frostwolf clan is actually kind of cool." Uh, and the movie version stuck very much to that. I do wish they had him wear his like Frostwolf mantle more. Where he's like actually wearing the pelt of a frost wolf. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because he was only wearing it for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wish they had him do that a little bit more. Uh, but can we just talk about how the CGI on these characters is amazing? Oh, yeah. Way better than any of the MCU yeah. And they CGI. had to do it. Like, they had to do it really well because the World of Warcraft cinematics always have amazing cgi like yeah. they're always amazing um so if they had any like if the quality was less than the world of warcraft cinematics the fans would have rioted you know yeah um so the characters look really really good duratan yeah because really, i really remember good. that's that scene like when i saw the trailer like the scene with uh duratan yeah like, you know yelling i was like wow that's like really good like, I mean, like, his, like, teeth were, like, on point. And also, I didn't know that he had, like, piercings in his teeth. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, and then, like, it's, I just feel like it's, like, very detailed. And then, also, I didn't know that this, this guy, the actor, was also, like, the guy from, like, um, Rock and Rolla and, like, a couple of, like, Guy Ritchie films. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's a, that's a guy that <laughs> that like I like. Yeah. And he yeah. he's playing this. He's playing this. Yeah. And I saw the behind the scenes, and he did have the whole like dots dot oh, yeah, yeah. face, and then he, the motion capture thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he kind of had like his like lips pulled yeah. back or something, so they can emulate him having the yeah uh, the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the character goes, he does everything like that. 
the honorable person would do, uh, which is what, you know, orcs are. Uh, he does... Yeah, and he's smart about it, too. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna lose this duel against Gul'dan, but my death m will mean something. Like, there would be a legacy yeah. after my death. Yeah, there, my death will cause a change. And this is a really, like, recurring theme. Like, a lot of characters do this, where they, like, sacrifice themselves in order to show other people something they don't see. Like, oh, I'm gonna sacrifice myself so people see that Gul'dan's evil. Um, that, that exact thing actually happens a few times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really liked him. I liked the interaction he had with his kid, uh, who becomes Jesus later on in the games. Uh, liked the interaction with Orgrim and his wife. Um, you really felt like the movie was evenly divided between the two factions, both the orcs and the humans. I didn't feel like this movie was about the humans or about the orcs. No, I think it had like a pretty even yeah. um, spread. And, like, I think with Duritan, for me, I felt like that he... Like, you could kind of understand, like, his actions. So yeah. it's, like, him um, moving his, like, people to a different world. You could kind of get it because it's, like, he wants them to have a better life. Mm -hmm. And then also when he knows that his people are going to be, like, captured and be part of the humans... Yeah. You know, to, to be like, sacrificed. To be yeah. sacrificed. He helped his wife and I, I think a couple of his people yeah, to get, get out. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, like I felt that like he you could tell that he really wanted to help people. Yeah. Cuz he could have just given in and be like, "Fine, we'll do the fell thing too." Yeah, like, he could have he could have just like only take his wife and kid. Yeah. to safety mm -hmm. and not care. Like and also he it's the same thing with like uh Garona? Yeah. Garona. Like, when she was, like, um, in the woods and she wanted to be, like, get the chain off of her neck. Mm -hmm. Like, he could have just walked away. Yeah, he could have just left her, yeah. But no, he comes back and cuts it so she could leave. He doesn't take her, but he frees her, you know? Yeah. Which is very, like, that's what orcs are. They're like, yeah, I freed you, did my part, now you fend for yourself. Like, yeah. you survived. Yeah. Good image of him, or, like, good, uh, good portrayal of of that character in the movie yeah uh and lastly i wanted to talk a little bit about my favorite character from the games uh being Gul'dan. he has a really like weird backstory uh where he was basically seen as this like weakling because he was like because he looked like that he was always hunched over and like sickly um and then he gets found by uh, the Burning Legion, they're like, oh, we can give you power, and he takes that power and, like, does a bunch of stuff with it. Um, and in the movie, he's very, like, single-minded, which... Yeah, he kind of feels like, almost like a dictator, like, yeah. where he's just only focused on, like, one goal and one goal only, yeah. and not caring about, like, like any uh side effects or negative connotations about his actions or, yeah um i i thought it was kind of funny when he like takes off his like wardrobe yeah and then all of a sudden he becomes this like seven foot tall yeah like giant ripped. he's like ripped to shreds i know i was like damn yeah. this is the guy this is the handicapped guy yeah. this is the guy that like uses a cane to yeah. walk 
and then you know he like has those like horns like going out of him yeah. and like you know like <laughs> yeah he's really fun uh the spell effects that he has like remember that scene where he's like sucking the soul of a human sitting next to him oh yeah like that all looks really cool and very like plays into the fantasy of the game uh and i really like that i mean i would say one positive thing about him was that he he kind of helps like some of his people like once because i remember when like the baby was born and then it was still born so then yeah. he took life from a deer and then give Gave it to that. Give it to the baby. Yeah, that was more self-serving though, because uh, then he held up the baby and was like another soldier oh, for okay. us. Um, and also in the story, you learn that he uses magic to basically like uh, cause a growth spurt in babies to like basically take them from babies to grown people, uh, grown orcs, so that they can fight. Um, so that's kind of it was pretty like self-serving and he wanted to be like oh like look i'm i'm your leader i'm a miracle worker or whatever um but i, I don't think it came from a place of niceness is what i'm trying to say okay. it was very self-serving um and yeah in the like actual canon he's very smart and strategic about things like he would never just be like oh i'm gonna kill like kill that human or whatever like he's never harsh like that uh, he is kind of a pawn, he's kind of a patsy, but uh, he's always, like, planning ahead. He's always He always knows his next move, or he has, like, a contingency plan. And, of course, he's really, really powerful. Oh, question. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't use match, if he doesn't take souls yeah. for power, will he die? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he needs constant yeah, life. exactly, okay. yeah. He needs to constantly be consuming something like either a soul or something to you know, I see. keep going. Uh, so yeah, um, those were kind of our thoughts on the movie and the characters. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I would say like I looked up like the box office and it grew, I think, like 400 million. Out Overall? Of, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's really big. And it's so surprising that it oh, yeah. never got a sequel. Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, it said possible sequels in the Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. But then um, I think, like, Duncan, like, tweeted, I think, like, a couple years after this, that, like, a sequel was not in the works. Or, like, there was no, like, future plans of creating, like, a universe, basically. Yeah. Um, which is kind of sad because, like, I honestly, you know, had, like, a great time watching it. I really felt that the CGI was, like, on point. Oh, yeah. A lot better than, like, some of the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> like, way better. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, it was so funny because, like, I, when you said you wanted to watch War, Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, wow, this is, like every almost every single like sh shot and scene that they use um were really good they were oh, really yeah. on point and then like i felt to myself like wait is this like only the best parts and everything else is like sucks yeah and i'm like oh my god what if it's like that because that happens where oh they or they like enhance the cgi specifically yes. for the trailer yeah yes and then um 
but no, like, when I watched it, I was like, wow, like, everything looks great. The orcs look great. Yeah. I mean, I, the I was... The environment, Yeah, everything. the environment, like, the Gryffindor. The Gryffindor? Yeah, isn't that it? The Gryffin. The Gryffin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're called Gryffins, babe. Well, sorry. <laughs> the Harry Potter gone to me, and I thought it was Gryffindor, not Gryffin. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I really like the movie. I think it's a really good entry into the Warcraft universe. Um, and like you said, visuals were awesome. Story was good. Typical Warcraft story. I mean, like, if you are not a Warcraft fan, like, in the whole, like, yeah. game thing, and you're just like me that just watched it yeah. because you're dating someone who's a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I liked it. I yeah. think you guys should watch it. It's like, um, it's on Hulu, but you have to get the live TV. Yeah. If not, look for it online. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth at least a watch. If you're into video game movies, if you're into video games or fantasy, it's definitely uh, a really good watch for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. Uh, so yeah, um, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening to us again. Uh, we hope that you had a good time. Uh, hope that you stick around and listen to the next one. Um, if you can leave us a comment somewhere, I don't know how this podcasting thing works. If you can somehow tell us uh, that what we should watch or what we should talk about. Yeah, uh, if you have any uh, in, you know ideas or if you want to recommend something you could uh email us at j a n d m podcasts mm-hmm. at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, or you could just dm dm us at our instagram again it's like yep our instagram <laughs> being j underscore a n d underscore m underscore podcast uh yeah just dm us there and we will definitely 100% watch and talk about whatever you say yeah because I mean you guys are listening you may yeah. be bored that we talked about a very oddball a very movie. niche movie yeah. yeah so yeah again yeah. open for any ideas or recommendations oh yeah uh, and like always uh, stay safe during this pandemic uh, go out and register to vote if you live in America. Yes. Yes. Um, um, and then make sure that you get your um, vote in ballot. Yeah. Definitely. Because um, especially if you live in areas like Georgia or Texas where it's like so many stupid like voting laws. Yeah. Uh, just again make sure that you get your chance to vote. Yeah. It's very important. Mm-hmm. All right, we hope you guys had a good time. Uh, We know we did, and we will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.